Welcome to the Northeast Christian Podcast. We're so excited that you've decided to check out our weekly messages. We hope that you're challenged and inspired by what you're hearing today. We'd love to have you join us this weekend at one of our campuses or online at northeast.live. For more information on Northeast, visit us at necchurch.org. If you love the Northeast podcast, subscribe to our channel and leave us a comment or a rating in the Apple Podcast Store. Well, good morning. Praise the Lord. God is a good God and he's worthy to be praised. I'm grateful uh, for the opportunity to stand uh, to proclaim his gospel to which we are all um, under the umbrella of his grace and his mercy and his favor for us. The Bible says, if it had not been for the favor of the Lord, we all would have been consumed. Last night would have been our last night if it wasn't for the goodness of the Lord giving us a stay of execution. Now, don't get it twisted that we all deserve death on last night. If God had taken us last night, he would have been totally justified in his taking. But because he gave us a new day, because we're seeing today that this moment that I'm speaking of we'll never see again, it is our job, our responsibility is to not waste time. Don't squander these precious moments that we have because you only have one day and that's today. And love. so let's maximize today and love the best we can and uh, go ahead and let your love me to get all the way on E at the end of the day and believe God to fill it up for a new day if he should allow us to see it. Can't can we do that together? Amen. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for that. <clears throat> um, stand here on Father's Day. I'd like to uh, just say uh, from the very beginning, happy Father's Day. Um, you know, I know for a fact that uh, my father is the best man that I know. I don't know. I mean, if you had the microphone, you could rep your daddy. But look, they put this mic on me, so my dad's going to get the love right now. Uh, but, but he's the best man I know, and uh, I have three lovely girls. Uh, my hope is that at, in their life that they believe that I'm the best man that they know. That's what I aspire to be, um, that I want to be um, the model. So I'll I, I be trying to set the bar high. Right. Fellas coming behind, listen. You're going to have to reach. <laughs> Ain't no clearance rack stuff going on in, in the Thompson house. You're going to have to pay the ante. Um, but I, I think that's, that, that's the standard that we should live with. Um, let me just say uh, I'm thankful for uh, Tyler's friendship. Um, he's been uh, gracious and kind uh, to me. Um, y'all knew when he said that he's right about his sports takes that he was not telling the truth. For those of you who are on social media, um, I want to apologize that this week you might have had to see Tyler's feet on the internet. For those of you who saw that, uh, I'm sorry for your trauma. I hurt with you. I feel your pain, and I'm here just to provide some salve for your, your troubled soul. And so, <laughs> um, in his absence, um, I, I do want to make sure that I uh, do my duty and, and deliver uh, the Word of God. Uh, over the past few weeks, he's been uh, leading us through the book of Acts, and I want to keep um, in that same theme, and my message will come uh, from the final chapter 
um, of Acts. Um, before I get into the message for the morning, um, I will say that uh, I am so grateful uh, for the friendship of Jason and, and Tamara and many others on your staff who've been uh, kind to me and helpful to me. And um, we've done a lot of work together and we ain't done yet. Um, there's still people that need serving. There's still lives that need changing. There's still people in our city who have not heard the gospel or surrendered their life to Christ. We will not stop. We will not relent. We will not slow down. We will not settle down. We will not take it easy or any of that stuff. We're going to be relentless for the cause of Christ because I'm just a crazy enough believer to think that a few people with a burning fire for God can change the world. I'm just crazy. It don't take many. I would love many, but it don't take many. Just a few folks sold out for Jesus who are willing to look beyond differences and uh, love through pain that we can change the world. And God has called me to Louisville, so while I'm here, I'm going to start here. Amen? Y'all willing to help me with that? All right, let's go. Uh, all right, Acts chapter 28. I'm going to read for you here in verses 1 through 10, and that'll be our launching point for the sermon uh, this morning. I um, had the wonderful opportunity to worship at uh, Clifton uh, just a little while ago. We had an amazing time. Um, I'm not going to try to replicate it. Y'all should have been there. Y'all missed it. So we're going to try to uh, light this fire up one more again and uh, see what the Lord uh, does for us today. Acts chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. It says, once safely on the shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us an unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood, and as he put it on the fire, a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened itself on his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer. For though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up and suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Publius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us into his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and, after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. They honored us in many ways, and when we were ready to sail, they furnished us with the supplies that we needed. This morning, for the time that we have together, I want to preach from a simple topic, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I like music. I like all different kinds of genres of music, all different flavors of music. Uh, but I'm from Mississippi, and in Mississippi, one music that should hit your soul as a southern boy is the blues. 
And see, the blues is when you tell the pain of your life through song. And there's a blues song that says, um, nobody loves me but my mother, and she could be jiving too. (laughs) And I've noticed that sometimes the pressures and pains in your life will have you singing the blues, that you will try to articulate the difficulties of your life by the rhythm and the strings of your vocal cords of your life, that you'll be singing the blues, that you'll feel like life has forsaken you, that God has turned his back on you. And because of the problems in your life, you'll be convinced that you've been picked on, that your problems show up unannounced, that they stay longer than you desire, that you seem to be isolated and the only one going through pain. And I came here as your divine DJ that I'm going to change your tune. Today, my aim is to flip the track and take that thing on shuffle and get you off of the blues and start picking up the pace of your life that you know that though you've gone through pain, Though danger and difficulty has happened in your life, you're still standing, that God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. And I'm just grateful that he's going to allow us to use Acts 28 to give you the fuel you need to not throw in the white towel, but to keep on fighting because you're still standing. Amen. You you might need a cane to do it, but you're still standing. You might have to lean on your brother or your sister, but you're still standing. And we're in Acts 28. And the actual title of this book is not Acts. It's actually the Acts of the Apostles. It's the actions or the things that the Apostles did that established and set the early church that people knew the church existed not because of the buildings, but they knew it because of their actions. And see, I'm one of those people that I don't want you to talk about it. I want you to be about it. I want to see get you love by the action that you show. And I think the Bible challenges all of us to not just be about the gospel or the good news, but the action of the good news. That if you love Jesus, I should see it. You know, I should be able to see your Jesus by watching your actions. And I believe that the acts of the apostles has taught us how to love And that love is moving and violent. And I just want to share in Acts 28 this story about the apostle Paul. Paul, on a missionary journey, was arrested. I know, right? They were tripping. He was arrested. Because he was arrested, they put him on a boat and were sending him to Rome. And while on that boat, that ship wrecked. That ship wrecked and they found themselves finding refuge on this isle called Malta. They're on this isle called Malta, and the scriptures are kind because they say the islanders welcomed them. Well, on Malta, they weren't just islanders, they were barbarians. And they had them on the island, and they were cannibalist people, and so they didn't see a ship wrecked. They saw a Costco truck full of meat back up to the island and they lit up a fire and they say, we about to have a barbecue. 
And so he said they showed them unusual kindness. And it was unusual because while they were entertaining them, they were actually sizing them up. And see, as a big brother, I understand that I don't want to be around the cannibals. Because I don't want to be walking in looking like a Boston butt, you know? I'm just saying. Ain't no pulled pork over here, brother. But anyway, Paul finds himself on Malta, and I believe that we should be still standing from personal disappointment. Paul wasn't on Malta because that's where he planned to be. He wasn't on Malta because he had planned a wonderful vacationing trip. He was on Malta because he was trying to do what the Lord called him to do, and because of that, he was arrested. Because he got arrested, they put him on a ship to go to Rome, and because he was on that ship, his ship wrecked, and because of the shipwreck, it made him, forced him, urged him to Malta. And now he's on Malta, surrounded by people trying to eat him, and they built a fire. Paul, being the helpful human that he is, took some wood and put it on the fire and a snake jumped out of the fire and bit him. Now, see, that would have been the point that me and Jesus would have had to, you know, hey, Jesus, can I see you for, can I see you for a second? Because he had been called to missionary service and called to missionary service got him arrested. Come on, bruh. And being arrested got him on a ship. And while he got on the ship, the ship wrecked. And after the shipwreck, he went to an island full of barbarians. And while just making a fire, now a snake then bit him. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but what do you do when your aspiration and your situation don't match? What do you do when the grand planning of your life does not come in harmony with the situation in your life? What you feel called to and what you're experiencing don't seem to come in harmony. What do you do when you go through personal disappointment? You know you've been called by God, but things just keep happening. How do you act when you, your plans get delayed? How do you respond when your faith goes through trial, when things just don't work out in your favor? What do you do in personal disappointment? The Bible says that though his ship wrecked and though he got bit, the Bible says that he shook the serpent off into the fire. I don't know about you, but I've learned to become thankful for the wrecks, that God wrecked my plans to bring forth his purpose. I could not stand in front of you today if the Lord didn't wreck some of my plans. My plan wasn't to be no preacher. Mm -mm. I had plans. None of them involved the church. But God derailed my plans that I wrote in pencil to cement his plans in pen because he wrecked my plans to bring forth his, pur his purpose. And there's some of you in this room now, I know you've gone through personal disappointment. You plan to retire from that job. Then COVID hit and they fired everybody. And though the restrictions have been lifted, they hadn't called you back yet. 
You plan to leave this house to your children's children. One foreclosure notice later, your plans didn't work out like you expected them to. And I want to ask you a real question. What do you do when you prayed, but you still found the problem? What do you do when you fasted and went to church and did missions and gave in the offering and went to men's Bible study and even still, you still found yourself in personal disappointment? Paul could have quit, say, you know what, this is too much, but yet after the bite and after the wreck and after the imprisonment, he was still standing. So it must mean the Lord is still trying to use him. Not only do you need to stand in the midst of personal disappointment, but you also need to stand in public danger. This serpent jumped out and bit Paul, but it didn't bite him in the privacy of his own home. It bit him in front of everybody. Y'all know who that is? (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Y'all. Or the collective, all y'all. Bit him in front of everyone. And the Bible says an odd thing happens. Now, I got to believe that there were a couple of church folks on the boat or a couple of church folks on the island. But at no point in the scriptures do you see anybody rushing to Paul's aid. You don't see nobody breaking out the first aid kit. Ain't nobody trying to get a tourniquet or nothing. Ain't nobody sucking the poison out, trying to help him in any way. The Bible says they just watch and wait for him to die. And I want to say to you that people who are in the boat on your journey of life, when you go through struggle, everybody that was in the boat with you ain't for you. I know that ain't good English, (laughs) but I'm using that for effect. Everyone that was in the boat on the journey is not committed to your success because in my life, I found that people will whisper your strengths but yell out your struggles. That people will not say much about what you've done for them but won't shut up about what you did to them. And in that moment, I've convinced that some people are simply waiting for your demise. I hate to say that. That person might be in this room now. If, if they are, sit real still. They won't know. <laughs> but Paul was bit in front of everybody. And I'm convinced that Paul was well connected in the spirit of God and in the writer's room for Taylor Swift. I'm con- it's right there in the Bible. It's there. It's there because even though Paul had gone through personal disappointment and now he's going through this public danger, when he got bit by the serpent, there were people around him that were looking for his demise. And he looked them dead in their face and they said, haters are going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> and some players are going to play, 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 play. But I'm just going to shake, 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 shake. He shook that thing off in the fire because you cannot be derailed once God has called you. God allowed the bite but protected him 
from the venom. And I'm convinced that there are some of you in this room who have gone through bites in your life that would have derailed somebody else, but it just sets you up for your destiny. And though God allowed the problem to come to you, he protected you from the effects. And I'm thankful that even though he went through, he was right where God wanted him to be. Because he, Jason, he wouldn't have gotten bitten if he didn't add wood to the fire. And they wouldn't have made the fire if it wasn't rainy and cold on the island. They were only on the island because the ship got wrecked. He was only on the ship because he got arrested. He was only arrested because he was trying to do what the Lord called him to do. And I want to submit to you that he was right where God wanted him to be. God wrecked his plans to bring forth God's purpose. Watch this. After he shook it off, the Bible says that they changed their minds about him. They had made some conclusions. They was like, "Uh uh-huh, see, he thought he got away. The shipwreck, he thought he was safe. But clearly, he must be doing something he has no business. Otherwise, why would the snake have bitten him? And let me tell you something. Problems don't just affect unrighteous folks. I'm going to let that sit for a little bit. You know, I, I see y'all's hamster. It's, 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 it's run. <laughs> don't assume that poverty was volunteered by people who don't want to work hard. Don't reflect and say that pains and difficulties in life are just for bad people who don't want to do good things. Sometimes the problem picks you. And when the problem picks you, and it's one after another, after another, after another, how do you respond? When you go from personal disappointment to public danger, when you can't get right and you're trying to get up, but every time you get up, something knocks you down, I am convinced that if you are still standing through those things, it's because God is holding you up. And we got to give him the praise because in the midst of public, personal disappointment and public danger, we are still standing with a praise that just won't stop. Can I close this? Watch, watch how I tie this together. This is, I'm about to tie this thing together. They changed their minds about him because of how he dealt with the bite. If he had not have endured the bite, they wouldn't have changed their minds about him. But because of his enduring of the trial, it got him invited to the chief guy's house. And now he's chilling at the chief guy's house. They, they, they were eating good for three days. And the father of the man's house was sick. I'll submit to you that he was sick when Paul got there. Paul was only there because of how they felt about him enduring the bite. He was only bitten because he added sticks to the fire. They only built the fire because it was rainy and cold on the island. He was only on that island because the ship got wrecked. He was only on the ship because he was arrested. He was only arrested 
because he was doing what God had called him to do. And now he is in Publius's house, not because of punishment, but because of purpose. And the Bible says that he laid hands on Publius's father and prayed. The same hands that had been bitten were now being used of God to heal Publius's dad because his pain wasn't punishment, but it was purpose. And God spared him to bless others. And I'm convinced that God spared you and me in order to be a blessing to somebody else. We are still standing in the midst of personal disappointment or public danger. And now we are standing with a praise that just won't stop. Sometimes I know you get annoyed when people are praising. It don't take all that. You don't know what we've been through. You don't know the pain that we have endured. You don't know the struggles that others have gone through. And if I'm still standing from this, I'm going to give God the praise he's due. He's there in this man's house and he healed his father. And because he healed his father, everyone in the city came to be healed. I want to ask you a question because the Bible doesn't say it. If he healed Publius' dad in a room with Paul and the dad, how did the other folks in the city know that healing was in the house? Because when good stuff happens to folks, guess what? They tell people about it. Listen, I don't know how, how much y'all are in the West, but uh, right there on 18th and Muhammad Ali, uh, there's a restaurant called Lucretia's Kitchen. Can I testify for a second? Can, I got the floor. Do y'all mind? Um, I'll say it like this. Look here. Boy, look at here. You might not ever heard of this restaurant. They don't do a whole lot of advertising, but I'm about to pub them up right now because they have cuisine that uh, is blessed of the Lord. You hear that? And the way I found out about this place is someone was eating their food in my presence. And because of what, how they were eating, <laughs> can I show you how they were eating? <laughs> this is how you know when food is good. They had their hand like this. <laughs> That's the universal, don't ask for none. <laughs> and because they were so protective of this plate, I said, where did you get that from? And they testified about the goodness of the Lord that's living on 18th and Muhammad Ali. And based on their testimony, the next day, what you think I did? I showed up to 18th and Muhammad Ali. And a few minutes later, I <laughs> And if that can happen for food, what will happen when you and me start testifying about what God has done in our lives? What happens when 
we start sharing about all the times that we got bit and we're still standing. All the times that we had good intentions, but it ended in bad situations and we're still standing. And because of that, I have to tell the world that God's been good to me. Yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's how you say it fancy when you go to seminary. God. God's been good to me. I learned that in school. You understand? <laughs> he's been good. And because he's been good, I won't take his credit. I won't hold back his praise. I'll share it because the Bible said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Tell people about your experiences that because of what you've been through, your blessing delayed was not a blessing denied that you weren't being destroyed or punished. You were actually being developed to God's purposes. Can I pray with you? God, we're thankful for every experience that we've had because the experiences of our lives have set us up to where you have and desire us to be. So God, we rejoice in our infirmities, knowing that the trying of our faith has perfected our patience. And God, we'll give you the praise because we know you wrecked our plans to bring forth your purpose, that you weren't trying to harm us, you were actually helping us all along. So Lord, we lift you up and honor you because you've been good to us. We praise and worship you. Lord, we lift you up because you've been good and your mercy endures forever. Bless these, your people, to love you better, to love you more, and to impact people for the cause of Christ. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.